welcome to Power Band Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. My name's Ray Huron. Joining me this evening is Matthew Day Gillett. Kia ora. How you doing? Good, good. Just enjoyed my uh, second Father's Day as an actual dad. Uh, of course it was your second one. You snuck in there before me. Yeah. Yeah, and I hope uh, when it came around to Mother's Day and all that, uh, you, you really treated the wife well so that she treated you well. Oh, yeah. No, we, we had a good one. I, I got a mug that said, uh, Dad, established 2019. I was quite happy with that. Oh, nice. That's right, because your little fellow was actually 2019, wasn't he? He was. He was born on the 12th of January. Hey, but enough about kids. What have we been doing as far as motorbikes this week? What have you been up to, Matt? Um, I have been looking at mine a lot. <laughs> and, yeah, just making plans for um, some rides down the track, which I've been told about. Um, one particularly in, I think it's the beginning of November, um, up in Mangawai. But, um, yeah, we'll, um, we'll see what happens there. And, um, yeah, just trying to catch up on a wee bit of work in that. So um, I did interview the uh, guy that founded the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride uh, the other day as well, and that was a good chat. Uh, he's a nice bloke. Um, so if you're a reader of The Herald, um, or particularly Driven magazine, uh, you might see something uh, I've written in there in the near future. If you're anything like me, you would have got a serious case of the old ennuis over the weekend, uh, not going to the cold Kiwi. I saw some wicked photos uh, and have heard some crazy stories, and I'm, I'm a bit jealous. Oh, man, I was so jealous. So jealous. And I'm like going, oh, maybe next year. Maybe next year. If I book it in now, maybe it'll actually happen. Because uh, I was telling myself, oh, I'll go back. I'll go to the cold Kiwi in uh, 2019. Yeah, she'll be right. She'll be sweet. And, uh, yeah, then the wife was like, no, I want you to be at home. It's Father's Day, it's special. It's like, I want to go away for a weekend. <laughs> hey, it's like Christmas. You can have that on any day, a week before or after the actual day, can't you? Oh, yeah, maybe. I just forget it. It's like, yeah. well, maybe yeah, not. I did maybe get promised a ride on Father's Day, and then I realised I had no one to ride with, and the only ride I wanted to do uh, will take a whole day to do anyway. So I was like, oh, that's not really going to work when uh, you get to have the very rare sleep in when you own a toddler, um, and then you get your breakfast made for you, and then uh, lo and behold, it's after lunchtime and it's time to have a nap. But we're not talk- here to talk about tech, we're here to talk about bikes. Yeah, let's do the news. And kicking off with our first story this uh, this podcast, 2020 motocross New Zealand champs dates have been released. Uh, motocross round one, the motocross nationals will be held in Balclutha on Saturday the 1st of February. Round two, Rotorua on Sunday, February 23rd. Round three, still in the North Island, uh, Hawke's Bay, Sunday the 8th of March. And round four in Topo at Digger McEwen Motocross Park, uh, Sunday 15th of March. Also, the dates for the Superbike Nats have been released. We'll rattle through those as well. Round one, Mike Piro Motorsport Park, Ruapuna. Ruapuna, mate. Uh, 11th and 12th of January. Round two, Levels International Raceway, sticking in the South Island, down in Timaru, January 18-19. Round three, we're all the way up to uh, Auckland almost for Hampton Downs Motorsport Park, uh, February 29, March 1st. Round four. Now, this one had my, my poor old head scratching. Uh, round four is Circuit Chris Amon, Manfield, March 28th, 29th. I didn't realise that Manfield had a name other than Manfield. Neither did I. Literally, i never come across that. And I just had a quick look up on um, good old Wikipedia because it's a great source of information that's always highly accurate. Um, and apparently that... Uh, name change happened in 2016. Oh, we're so behind the times. Yeah. Like, now I come to think of it, I probably did hear something of it when I worked uh, 
at Driven Magazine in uh, Auckland. But uh, yeah, ever since, like, no one's ever brought it up. I don't think I've ever even seen a press release bring it up. So now, if we were organised, we would have a, a bit of a bio on Chris Amon and exactly what he got up to. Uh, but I haven't got that to hand, so we'll just crack on with that, and you can do your googling in your own time. Round five, final round of the Superbike Nats will be Bruce McLaren Motorsport Park in Topor, April fourth and fifth. Seems all the championships finish up in Topor now, don't they? I was just thinking that as well. Yeah, round four, Topor. It's kind of right in the middle of the North Island. It's it's kind of equal distance from Auckland and from Wellington, but for the South Islanders, it's a long way away. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, as we found out at uh, beginning of this year, no idea what season it was, um, Oh, Jesse and Brent made the trip all the way up from Christchurch, so there are people that do it. Yeah, they had a blast too. Yeah, um, maybe we'll go, or maybe we won't. Probably we won't, we'll probably have... Uh, well, say we'll go, and then something will happen in the last minute, we won't. Yeah, or we'll just completely forget, because we won't have put it on our uh, Apple calendar. So we'll crack on with the news. Story number two, you got a story about a police impersonator going to jail. Yeah, this made me laugh. So handcuffs, handheld radios, and a police-style tactical belt were among several items found inside the home of a man claiming to be... Be an authorised officer. Um, basically, this dude's riding around on a BMW bike. It doesn't say what it is with flashing lights. Uh, don't say what colours. Probably off AliExpress, let's be fair. Yeah, and um, apparently um, this guy followed a dude into a parking building and claimed to be an authorised officer and uh, had the power to stop this um, bloke who he's followed into a parking building and then pulls out one of the old uh, land transport badges. Now, I don't know about you, but land transport officers, I've never come across one because they merged with the cops in 1992. And, like, the fact this guy's got one of these badges he can show up, like, I don't know about you, if you've ever been pulled over by a cop or have a cop friend, you've never actually looked particularly closely at their badge, have you? Like, they go, yeah, it's my badge, it's my wallet, blah, blah, blah. Um, and you're sort of like, oh, yeah, cool. But, yeah, that's the most bizarre thing. Like, why on earth would you want to impersonate a cop in the first place? Like, and then secondly, why are you filming it on a GoPro? <laughs> I guess some people just have that um, that desire to be in a place of authority. Yeah. Um, well, and when you when you get the chance to get some flashy lights off AliExpress and, and, and you, you know, people believe you, you, your power goes to your head and you want to go and pull some people over. So this guy's been caught for it, yeah? Yeah, but, like, I can imagine, like, being well all the especially yeah you know, this has apparently happened in Auckland all the tosses on the road there and you want to sort of get your own back on them but um going to such lengths and when the cops raided this dude's house they found an um, extendable baton handheld radios police style tactical uh, tactical belt and traffic controller Fulton Hogan identification cards and handcuffs with a key like this guy's kind of gone all out decked out with all the gear um where does it end? Um, basically, if, it, if he didn't get caught, uh, then how far further would he have gone? I don't know, but um, police say that um, anyone committing this offence can be liable for a maximum term of imprisonment of up to twelve months and a fine of fifteen grand. Like seriously, like even no, not knowing that that's what you're looking up against, I still don't get why you want to go on that fake power trip. But um, anyway, yeah, this guy's given motorcyclists a bit of a black eye over the last week. Um, won't get name names or anything. Um, it's all in front of the courts now, and uh, the poor sod's going to get what's coming to him. But I just had to laugh because I saw it pop up, and, and I was just like, what the actual, <laughs> like... From the what the hell file? Yeah, and, oh, 
Yeah, just utter, utter knob cheese. What a knob cheese. You do definitely see a few of those people floating around. I've seen stories on stuff recently and a few international news sites as well uh, where people and motorcyclists are getting pulled over for wearing those polite vests. You know, it looks like a cop vest, but it doesn't say police. It says polite on the back. And apparently that's um, that's cutting a fine line of impersonating a police officer as well. Yeah, well, I think it's, they're designed to make you do a double take. Um, so they're clearly working. I guess you can say that. Um, but, yeah, it kind of defeats the purpose when it slows you down for 10 minutes when you have to explain yourself to a cop, doesn't it? Exactly. Uh, we'll check the link, link to this up on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash podcast. If you haven't checked it out, do check it out. Good story on stuff too. Uh, moving along, now this is going to affect anyone local to Wellington, and if you ever come to Wellington to catch the ferry or get off the ferry, uh, Transmission Gully, it's been a bone of contention with a lot of motorists over the last probably 20 years. Finally, a couple of years ago, the government said, yep, right, we'll do it, which is long overdue because this, this the south end of the North Island, as far as roading goes, is rooted. So um, thank you very much to the people who finally said yes to go going ahead with Transmission Gully. And we've got something else to celebrate as well. Transmission Gully, it's been announced, uh, will not be a toll road. Now, this is, Oh, that's a good news. There were some fears about this for a long time because, of course, Transmission Gully, it's just a little bit inland from the main current State Highway 1. It's going to be cutting straight through. It's going to shave about 15 minutes off the travel time from central Wellington to the Carpeti Coast, where essentially it finishes. Uh, then you get on the Carpeti Expressway, and then sooner or later they'll finish the Otaki Expressway, and you'll get to live in before you know it. However, they were worried that the short stretch of Transmission Gully was going to be a, a, a toll road, uh, which was going to push the cheapskates back onto Old State Highway 1. Um, it's going to lessen a little bit of traffic, and of course it's going to give you a second way to go uh, to get north, but uh, nope, they announced, the government announced, it's going to, um, they've, they've been assessing the feasibility of tolling Transmission Gully. Their assessment identified that implementing a toll would likely result in a reduced road safety outcome for road users and a high diversion rate onto the coastal route, the current State Highway 1. This would reduce the environmental, safety and access benefits for communities along the old State Highway 1. It was also identified that the potential revenue benefits would likely be, uh, would were unlikely to make a meaningful contribution to the cost of the road. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, because um, geez, it's years ago now that they put it in, but they put that toll road in north of Oriwa in Auckland. Um, gets you sort of all the way up to, I want to say, Walkworth. And I remember when that opened, it was roughly around the time I first started riding. And it started off, um, yeah, big trucks paid the most, cars paid a different fee, and then motorcycles paid a different fee. And I remember being really, really livid when they upped it because it was a nice bit of a fun uh, jaunt through a tunnel to get to the Puhoi pub on a Sunday. Um, and we all know how fun tunnels are when you've got a loud exhaust. And yeah, I was really annoyed because they put up the bike fee to the same as the car fee. And I was like, hang on, bikes don't have anywhere near the same impact on the road as cars or trucks why are we paying the same anyway long story short um after riding that nice coastal bit of road i kind of prefer it now I, it doesn't actually really stop people from using it like i'll use if i'm going up north i'll 
just jump on the toll road. I don't care. Like it's a negligible fee at the end of the day. Um, but I suppose in terms of transmission gully, if you're a commuter and you don't want to be paying a toll every single day, it probably would uh, force people, wouldn't it? Yeah, you, you're talking 20, 20 odd thousand people uh, from north of Porirua, uh where you can get on transmission. Well, where transmission gully finishes, uh, twenty odd thousand people coming down there. So it, it is a decent number of people. Uh, and a bit, I've I used to live in Kapiti in Paraparaumu. I used to work in Central Wellington at the same time. And commuting through there, the only way you could do it was on a motorbike. I've been in a car, and one fender bender can add a, an hour to your. So commute. it's like Auckland when uh, someone crashes on the Harbour Bridge and lights their truck on fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, if 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 there's a crash on the motorway in Auckland that's not near the Harbour Bridge, you've kind of got ways to get around it, right? Kind of, yeah. Um, but it still makes national news. <laughs> like, it might take you an extra half hour, but if, if there was a if there was a crash, say, I don't know Auckland all that well, but if there was a crash near, say, Highbrook on the motorway, uh, you could get off and then get back on. You could get around the, uh, the incident. Where in Wellington, if there's a crash at, say, uh, Plymouth and Marna area, uh, you literally can't get through. And the same with um, State Highway 2. The, the, if there's a crash on State Highway 2 and the road is completely closed, say the Rimutakas are closed, the only way to get from Wellington to Wadarapa is up State Highway 1 and over the Saddle Road. And that adds like four or five hours to it's your It's a good journey. drive though, isn't it? It is a good drive, but it's not <laughs> something you'd want to do on a whim. Uh, so Transmission Gully was dearly, dearly needed. Uh, and there's still a few riding projects around the region that are still very sorely required, uh, but the government have said no. So so, uh, there's a bit of lobbying going on about that. The one that springs to mind there is the uh, the the Melling uh, interchange that they need to put in. Essentially, there's uh, it's two lanes each way on the motorway. There's an off ramp, well, essentially an off ramp for uh, for the train station and where you cut across to get into Lower Hut, and that's kind of one of the biggest choke points for commuters but the government have said no anyway that's completely other story so the, the, the moral of this story is uh transmission gully is not going to be a toll road which is absolutely outstanding um when's transmission gully meant to be finished uh it's meant to be done uh next year oh like all the other good roading projects oh well should make for uh, speedy speedy commutes once done you know what else is speedy the new triumph taytona the the triumph taytona taytona is yeah. that similar similar to the triumph day it is, yes. It's uh, the very special uh, Moto 2 765, and it is sexy. It made its debut at Silverstone at the uh, British round of Moto GP over, uh, well, I want to say last weekend, but it was actually the weekend before. Um, and man, is I really, I'm not really a big fan of uh, cannonball position bikes, uh, sporty, sporty things where you have to basically contort yourself into a cannonball to ride the things. But I really, really like the look of this thing. In person, it's got a carbon fiber. Um, well, all the bodywork's carbon fiber, um, which is big cool points. It's got the same TFT dash from the uh, new Street and Speed triples. So uh, plenty of modes that you can play around with there. You can make um, the dash whatever way you want it. Um, big speedo, no speedo, uh, analog speedo. It's 
Very, very cool, but it's kit. Full Olin suspension with uh, NIX30 uh, upside-down forks and a TTX36 rear shock. Big Brembo Stylema brakes. It's it's a very impressive-looking bike. Um, and it's very interesting because, I don't know about you, but um, it's not very often you hear about a bike getting uh, launched into this class because you'll either get a full-blown superbike, 1,000cc or more, or nothing. Um, basically, that whole anything under a 1,000cc litre bike, superbike, Nobody's really done anything with these days, so maybe this will be uh, the jump start everyone needs to sort of go, oh, hang on, that's right. We can make bikes with a smaller capacity that are really fun and agile. But that being said, uh, this bike, the Daytona Moto 2 765 Limited Edition, because you really just want to say that every time uh, you want to go, oh, yeah, this is my bike. It is the Triumph Daytona Moto 2 765 Limited Edition. There's only going to be 1,350 bikes all up made worldwide, 765 for the US and Canada, and 765 for the rest of the world. Thankfully, we are getting some. Uh, no word on how many are coming to New Zealand or what the price is just yet, um, but it is... Uh official it is going to be a very cool bike when it lands and i really really hope i get a chance to ride one but i don't think that will probably happen i've been watching a few videos namely the uh 44 teeth video and it was um absolutely outstanding video uh great looking bike i I want one. I want to have a go on one. Yeah, that's the problem with this whole uh, doing this gig, isn't it? We see a lot of cool bikes and we go, oh, I want to go or I want that. And then we go look at the bank account and go, oh, yeah, I've got 14 cents to my name right now. It's it's a bit rough, isn't it? Like, the, 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 being in the industry, they tease you with all these fantastic bikes and you can ride it and talk about it, but you can't own one. We're not going to pay you that much. Yeah, exactly. It makes me feel very lucky that I managed to get hold of Rosie when I did, um, even if it was, what, two years later and uh, a few bumps and bruises to the bike but uh, hey I, I made it happen hey something else that's cracking on is the Supercross that is coming to Auckland in November uh, you will you will have heard about this the Monster Energy SX Open and it's been announced that the 2019 KTM Junior Supercross Challenge will be happening again this year what's it all about a selected number of lucky aspiring KTM Junior riders are going to get to experience the thrill of racing in front of a packed out crowd uh, at a professional supercross race now this is a rare opportunity that's been offered up to up and coming riders it is a once in a lifetime thing to immerse yourself in a factory racing environment like no other uh, it's happening November 16th uh, so go up there make some noise and support those uh, y- young up and comers it's going to be an epic epic event I really want to go I don't know if I'm going to make it to that though yeah I don't think I'm going to make it to that uh, either to be honest but um, that's mostly uh, through uh, not so much lack of desire but more like lack of funds and a already busy uh, end of year so uh, yeah organising a babysitter yeah I can't believe how quickly this year's kind of cracked on eh oh it's amazing what happens when you have children all of a sudden bang it's gone <laughs> and yeah it only gets faster as they get older when they start doing stuff um, I'm pretty sure they steal it so that wraps up the news other things happening is in the world of motorcycling. Uh, it is September. It is Motorcycle Awareness Month. I didn't actually know anything about this until um, last Friday when all of a sudden there was all this Facebook stuff about uh, some big event going on in uh, Barry's Point Road in Auckland. I was like, oh yeah, that would have been good to know about <laughs> beforehand. Yeah, essentially with the with the warmer weather, it's time for everyone to get their bikes out and give them a spruce up and get out on the roads. And I, I don't know about the weather up in Cambridge uh, over the weekend, but it was absolutely 
stunning down in Wellington. Uh, so a lot of motorcyclists, a lot of motorcyclists got out and about. Uh, and of course, everyone was going up to the cold Kiwi as well. Uh, what, what would have been probably one of the warmest cold Kiwis, I would say. Yeah, it didn't look particularly cold, though. There was some frost on some seats, I did see. Um, but still, I'm so gutted I didn't get to go to that this year. Um, I think I really need to make a good, solid effort to go next year. And I definitely have to have a go at the hill climb. Uh, back on Motorcycle Awareness Month, though, uh, this through from uh, Dave Kilty, ACC and Ride Forever. Uh, he wrote this on uh, Saturday. Sadly, today it appears another motorcyclist has lost their life. Our condolences go out to the family and friends they leave behind. As we move into September, it serves as a stark reminder to do everything we can to keep ourselves and others we share the road with safe. September sees the start of Motorcycle Awareness Month. ACC and MSAC are joining forces to ask both motorcycle riders and car drivers to be more aware and to look out for each other. Car drivers will notice more riders are taking to the road as they bring their bikes out of hibernation and get to enjoy the sunshine. ACC New Zealand sees a large number of injury claims uh, and these rise steeply as spring and summer approach. This is why we believe it's important for both riders and drivers to not only be aware but take action and share the road responsibly. We encourage motorcycle riders to not only give their bikes a once-over but also their gear and get their skills checked and take advantage of Ride Forever courses uh, using head checks at intersections, uh, using head checks when lane changing and to always check the blind spots. Again, condolences to the family uh, from family and friends affected by today's sad event. Cheers, Dave. That brings up something interesting. How often do you do the old checks on your bike, sort of making sure all your indicators and lights work, your brake light works, your uh, brake fluid is all nice, you've got plenty of oil. How often are you doing that? Because you're using your bike a heck of a lot more than I use mine. Yeah, I'm on the bike uh, daily, uh, well, f- at least five days a week, if not six or seven. And to be honest, I probably don't check my brake fluid as often as I should. Uh, about probably every service, uh, which is every seven to 10,000 Ks, I'm, I'm checking fluids and brake pads and everything like that. Um, I am... Uh, applying some lube to the chain and checking the tension uh, once a week. So that's well, I'm probably doing about two to three hundred k's between checks. Again, probably not enough, but we're checking bolts, tensions, and things like that um, at that time, like every week. Um, I don't clean it as often as I should. You'll probably see some of the photos, especially coming up this week in Kiwi Rider magazine. Uh, there's my, I think it's my 3000k update on the old Michelin uh, Road 5 tyres and the photos there. Could have been a bit cleaner, to be fair. Uh, the editor, Ben, he, he sprung up on me. He said, I need some photos. And I went, oh, I could take some. It's a nice sunny day, but it's not as clean as it could be. <laughs> oh, you didn't clean it for him. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Uh, nor did I clean that um, that DL650 I borrowed from uh, Suzuki, which I feel uh, actually feel a bit bad about. So Suzuki, if you're listening, that DL, it came back grubby. I do apologise. It's my fault and it won't happen again. <laughs> good on you. Yeah, always a good uh, uh, thing to do is if you borrow someone's bike, return it in the same, if not better condition that you got it in. Uh, it's worked well for me. I've been allowed to ride many, many bikes uh, and I'm pretty sure if uh, I hadn't returned them better than I uh, left them, uh, well, sorry, better than I received them, then um, yeah, I don't think I'd have such a good relationship uh, with the people I do. No, but speaking about bike maintenance, you probably do more maintenance than you do riding. I do. Um, well, sort of, I'll pull the bike out, uh, 
sort of once a week or once a fortnight and just start it over, warm it up. Um, little, dust it. Yeah, oh, not so much dust it. I'll give it a wash <laughs> if it needs it. Uh, most of the time I'll just sit on it with the little fella and we'll just sit there and we'll rev it. And he loves it. He just sort of will reach over and he goes, reaches for the throttle. And if I've got the bike turned off, he goes, um, um, which is hilarious when it's a 14-month-old making the noises. Um, but, yeah, I have noticed, though, my chain, ever since I took it onto the beach, I haven't really um, – I didn't really clean it thoroughly enough, and there is starting to get a wee bit rusty in that. So that is probably something I'm going to need to look at uh, before. Hopefully, it's still on. Um, but uh, my plan is for February to go do the Burtman Road Challenge with my dad. So I might need to look at my chain and sprockets before then. Um, oh man, that's such a long way on a two fifty. Ah, uh, it'll be awesome as long as i get some uh, decent luggage and probably a sheepskin for the seat because let's face it that seat's a bit of a plank after a, about an hour and a half um but yeah for me i'm always sort of yeah checking the uh, lights still work um the big one for me last time i tried to do it was uh turn out the battery wasn't working because um it had been very cold here in cambridge uh, the bike's um, in the most, the least insulated part of our house, in our rumpus room, is where it lives because we don't have a garage, um, and I have a very understanding wife, and the battery had gone dead flat. So when I went to start it up for the little fella, we turned the key and nothing happened, and we had to jump it up, uh, jump it off the car, and then, um, yeah, sort of, don't know about you, but uh, my bike, it doesn't really charge unless it's revving above, I think, four and a half or 5,000 RPM. Um, so I was sitting there idling and the dash was flashing on and off. And I was like, this isn't good. So I busted out the battery charger, took the battery out, um, charged it up, and I haven't had a problem since. But then again, I've only ridden it once since. So You've probably only ridden it three times in the last, what, four months? <sighs> Something sad like that. And, um, I, am I mean, that's gonna that's that's good because you're gonna keep the 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 K's nice and low. You know, you're gonna yeah. But I've got these beautiful, uh, nice shiny black Avon Trail Rider tires that I've got on review for Kiwi Rider. Um, that um, I've done a thousand K's on them now. I have started writing the review and everything. Um, but yeah, I should probably do a bit more bit more mileage on them. I'm hoping. Um, I believe the in-laws are coming to stay for the weekend, so I might sneak out on Sunday and hopefully do that uh, ride from Carfia Harbour up to Raglan along the coastline and get that out of the way because oh, that was a nice, beautiful stretch of gravel road. I know life gets in the way for some people, and, and you'd be what you'd be in that category. Uh, life does get in the way of your riding. My mind boggles. If if I couldn't ride every day like I ride to and from work, I don't know what I'd do. See, if I actually had a job um, that required me to leave the house, I'd be riding the bike every day. No doubts about it. It's cheap. It's economical. Um, cheap to, well, relatively cheap to ensure. The only downside is the uh, old registration fee, but that's once a year. I'd be riding the bike every day. Um, but then again, I'm a stay-at-home dad and freelance motoring rider, so I can sit in my pyjamas all day, and uh, that's the sort of the upside to the downside. <laughs> hey, cracking on. Uh, we It is Motorcycle Awareness Month. It is the first month uh, out of winter. It is getting warmer. There are rides happening all over the show. And uh, not that we uh, rattle off all the rides happening all over the place like we used to, but there's one coming up for our Wellington friends, the Bikers in Blue. It's the September ride. It's happening on the 8th of September, which is uh, this coming weekend, I think. Uh, and it's meeting at Mana Esplanade at 8am. So uh, if you're in 
in the Wellington region and you're up for a ride, I highly recommend getting along to that. It's not just cruisers, uh, sport bikes welcome, everyone welcome. Join us for this year's Ride to Support support Prostate Cancer Awareness. Um, It's all about Blue September and uh, it should be a great ride. So everyone is welcome, get down to uh, Patoni, no, uh, Mana Esplanade uh, outside the supply room meeting at 8am. Beauty, are you going to head along? Uh, Might might see what's happening on that day. Um, It's my last weekend for a while without any weekend work so we will see, we will see but if I don't get there I want to see lots and lots of photos um, and we'll share this on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash powerband podcast. This particular one was posted by Wellington Motorcycles so good on them for getting in behind Blue September. Right yeah well I think that probably uh, does us for today. We've probably prattled on a bit longer than the 20 minutes we've uh, been trying to keep ourselves to. Yeah we were um, we were told to keep things short. Uh, overwhelming majority of listeners like to listen to shorter podcasts so we apologise for that. Uh, a few thank yous to say this episode. Thank you very much Matt on throttle.co.nz Check out a few of those reviews and we'll be bringing them to you in audio format uh, over the next few months. Uh, massive thank you to uh, Pete, Jock, Ben and the rest of the team at uh, Kiwi Rider. The magazine out this week. Uh, my 3000k review on the Michelin Pilot Road 5s. So I've been Matt. I've been Ray. Keep the rubber side down and... Uh... And we'll catch you in seven days' time. Thank you.